to your shelf or mine. I'm Becky Standle, Youth Services Specialist at the Longview Public Library. And I'm Elizabeth Partridge, Adult Services Librarian at the Longview Public Library. Today we're recording in this prize office. It's actually kind of nice. We have a lot more space and it's not as cold. Right, that's true. But I wore this bulky sweater and brought a scarf because I was fully prepared to be cold. <laughs> well, I took that off when I walked outside of the library. Yeah. So. I was so mad on Tuesday that it was so cold and no Nobody one had warned you. me. I'm sorry. Um, so yesterday I definitely wore like three shirts and a scarf <laughs> and fingerless gloves. <laughs> and I brought my coat just in case. I wore and a I, wool undershirt, yeah. a coat, a scarf, and wool mittens. It's been at cold. At my desk. <laughs> Our um, boiler at the library is broken. Yes. So we're waiting on Parts. Parts. And then we'll fix it. Right. The boiler is broken, but the blower works just yeah, fine. Yeah, the air conditioning is fine. <laughs> Yesterday when it was 30 degrees outside in the morning. Well, and then like <laughs> Tuesday, I'm like, you know, freezing mm. cold mm -hmm. at work. And then I w went to lunch outside and got my car and I was like, oh, it's so hot. <laughs> uh, October. Happy October. Yeah, no kidding. Well, there was actually frost on the ground the mm -hmm. other day. Yeah, we had our first frost, I think, on Sunday. Mm -hmm. I like October. Are you ready for it? I'm ready to find a beach somewhere and oh. be on it. Okay, oh, um, the cold. Why don't you just have a Corona? Well, because it's not quite the same. <laughs> I don't care what those commercials have led you to believe. I'm pretty sure it's the well, same. I'm throw a lime in this. Yeah. And all of a sudden, find your beach. It's tropical. Are you ready for Halloween? I am always ready for Halloween. Halloween. Because I don't do anything. So Did you buy some candy? Not yet, because it would be gone before Halloween. I bought some candy. Did you? But not for Halloween, mm. for to sit on my desk and so I can eat it. Oh. <laughs> I just, they're just chocolate. What You're not you dressing up for Halloween? No, I am not. And I had a conversation with Axel yesterday about what do you want to be for Halloween? And he said... I don't know. You always get it. I'm like, what? That's fine. You always tell me what you want, and then we go get it. Right. I don't have any idea what you want to be. So he says that you can pick his costume? That's what I was asking him that. I don't know. You know I'm going to find cool. something very, very special this year. Yeah. It could just be the, anything. The easiest thing for years, since he was really, really little, he always wanted to just be a ninja. I was like, why can't we just be a ninja for every Halloween? <laughs> you could be a ninja turtle. Well, yeah, you could. But uh, the ninja costumes were pretty cool. And then they all came with nunchucks and whatnot. And, and then he went over into Star Wars territory. Mm -hmm. And he was a stormtrooper. And he was Darth Vader. And I think last year he was some sort of zombie thing. No, last year he was Phantom of the Opera. Oh, that's right. The year before that. I he remember. Was, he was the zombie. <laughs> last year he was the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, I don't know what he's going to be this year. We probably are going to go to the Halloween store mm -hmm. and just walk around and say, and see just, what you just like. pick something yeah. already. That's the, yeah, that's I need to get a second nature. Halloween costume because I'm going to have my costume I wear for a little monster match. Mm. And then I'm actually... On actual Halloween, I want to do something different. Hmm. But I think I'll probably just get something like like a cool headband with like antlers or something like that. So it's like pretty. Like Christmas? Pretty simple. I'm no, looking not like at a Christmas. calendar right I don't now. dress up like a deer for Christmas. I did get a new Christmas sweater, though. <laughs> oh, really? What is it? Mm -hmm. It says all the jingle ladies and it has some bells on it. Like bells that make a sound. <laughs> That's hilarious. I got it on a clearance during the summer, so it's just been like sitting there waiting. Put your hands up. 
<laughs> and then it, when you do the dance, it jingles. <laughs> I did have like a kind of an urge for Christmas music this week. Yeah. But I just listened to some jazz instead. Oh, well. <laughs> it passed. So Halloween's actually on the 31st is a Thursday. Yep. So. Will we be here? Nope. Oh. We will not. It's the last Thursday of the so, so for, I'm sorry I keep sighing, you guys. Just so dark in the morning. <laughs> You've lost your will to live. Uh, I just can't get enough air. <laughs> <laughs> the barometric pressure is heavy on So you. today is October 3rd. It you, is October 3rd. You know what that is. The 3rd of October. It's Mean Girls Day. Oh, I'm sorry. I did not know that. Yeah. Because I don't care about that. Sorry. Today's Mean Girls Day, and next week, Monday, in Rainbow Community, we're going to watch Mean Girls, which we do every year. Are you doing the interactive Mean Girls? It's, yeah, well, we have, like, captions on, and we, like, talk ah. talk along. Talk along. Anyways, um, back to Halloween. Mm. We are doing our annual Little Monster Mash. When is that? Tuesday, October 29th at 6 o'clock. Fun for the whole family. We've got DJ Rick Yates coming back. Oh, is he? Yeah. Very nice. Spinning some tunes. We got a face painter. We have, oh, I don't remember her name from Fish and Wildlife. Okay. Or DNR. I'm I sorry, I don't DNR. remember. Anyways, um, she does like a little exhibit of creatures of the night. Um, so you learn about like nocturnal animals and Very there's cool. like skulls and pelts and Ooh. stuff. And then we'll have um, a corn bin, of course. We rearranged the MJO room a bit this morning and I had to vacuum up some corn from last Halloween and just kind of the perennial fades donut race we've got some cool crafts I've picked out we'll play some different games and we'll just have lots of treats the, it is such a busy busy night too mm-hmm. there are so many people that come yeah that's yeah. our biggest event of the year I love it and then I've also been planning for our December party did I tell you about that have I talked about you that did. here? Uh, I think you mentioned it briefly, but that was it. Oh. Well, that's going to be December 10th. Mm-hmm. And that party is called Winter at Orchard House. Right. And it's a little women party. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be dressed up. And I ordered a pattern because I'm going to make my own dress. Mm. I ordered my pattern yesterday. And um, we're going to have like some old timey crafts. And some games to do. Yes, it's, and I saw your packet O. Yeah, paintings. I ordered. Um, I've been like winning some eBay auctions lately, and l- losing a lot too. Actually, I wouldn't be eBaying so much if I actually wasn't mostly losing these auctions. But I did win that um, Barbie dolls and the hankies. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that's what we're getting excited about. And then like our story times have started. It's been like really great and fun and full and full. Did we just start story times last week? You did. Wow. I just feel like it's just regular part of the day already. But yeah, we're getting, you know, 15 plus children at every story time with their parents or grandparents. Mm-hmm. or So aunties. when is your first book club for kids? Jennifer's starting her little kids book club and that's going to be October 9th. So oh. yesterday, if you're reading this, the day it comes out. But then she'll have another one in November and that's for K through two. Mm-hmm. The book she's reading in November is um, they're doing elephant and piggy books. Oh, and so fun. there's like a couple to choose from that the kids can pick one from. And then I am doing the upper elementary big kids book club on October 23rd. Mm-hmm. And we are reading Small Spaces. And that's kind of like a... And those books are available downstairs, right? Yeah, we still have a couple left. Limited number of free copies available. I think we still have two left. Better hurry. And yeah, Jacob did an ice cream program yesterday after school. Mm -hmm. And that was really fun. I was working on the J-Desk and they were in the room across from me. And there was, yeah, like 17 kids in there. It's like you put the ice cream ingredients in a little bag and you put the little bag in a bigger bag that has ice and salt in it and then you shake it and it was like it sounds like it would be annoying but it wasn't it was like kind of like soothing it was like a, <laughs> a ch- little ch- white ch- noise <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, for an a hour margarita <laughs> yeah kind of like <laughs> and then he's doing on wednesday the 16th uh puppet making oh fun yeah for our kids we're just having a good time booker's getting his rabies booster on october 18th i'm looking here at my calendar very nice mm-hmm. i have to get my hepatitis booster <laughs> But you're going to say you needed your rabies booster. I probably do need a rabies <laughs> shot. 
Well, so shall I go through some of the things that are coming up in October for Upstairs? Yeah. I know the Kilted Man is returning. He is. And you will have probably just missed our Estates and Trust Q&A, but definitely it will come back later. So if you have any questions about whether or not you need to make a will or something, you can definitely come to that next time. But on the 12th of October, we have the Sacagawea Fiber Arts Guild coming in all day, 10.30 to 4.30, to do show and tell. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have actual fiber crafting um, examples, like spinning and weaving and all of those things that they do. And you can practice with them, and they'll walk you through everything from fiber to thread to yarn. I should come in. Um, I have a a bag or two. Oh, page wool. Oh, Evie. Be like, hey, will you help me spin this dog fur? Have you spoken to Christy about that? Uh, not recently, no. but before I have, I need to get like a drop spindle and oh. figure it out. Yeah, she might have one you can borrow. Oh, that's probably true. Mm. But uh, October 16th at 6 p.m., we have the Kilted Man, Matthew Guernsey, coming in again. A very popular singer from last year. He sings Celtic music, plays Celtic instruments. I thought you were going to say Kilted music. It's also Kilted because <laughs> he wears his kilt, but it's Celtic. Also, at the library, we have a table where you can pull up a voter registration form. And fill it out and send it in if you have not already registered to vote. You can register to vote all the way up until your registration by mail has to be received at least eight days prior to the election. So we say it needs to be there by the 28th of October. So we will have those that's forms cl- available yeah, until the very end there. But if you didn't know already, you can actually register to vote the day of the general election. If you go to the, if off- you go yeah. to the office until 8 p.m. So... Go vote, people. Yeah, voting's cool. Voting is awesome. You know, I registered to vote on my 18th birthday. Yeah, both of my, you know, my girls did too. That was part of, you want to be 18? Yeah. Yeah. This and it was kind of like nice today. to make it like an occasion to you. Mm-hmm. Well, it's important. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how you have a voice. The other thing, speaking of voices, we have our third and final component or installment of Humanities Washington coming November 8th. Oh, Yeah, it's going to be, Dr. David Smith is going to be doing a presentation called Civil Conversations in an Angry Age from 2 to 4 p.m. 2 to 4? Correct. I'm writing this in my planner. And everyone is welcome. And it's very curious because the election will have been three days prior to this, so it'll be curious to see what kind of conversations we'll have. Mm -hmm. And then as we head into the winter months, ugh, gross. I... I don't feel the same, especially like this time of year, like maybe, you know, mid-January, I'm like over winter. <laughs> as soon as it starts getting but, dark before 7 p.m. It's not, I think the excitement of like the holidays makes it so I am oh, able I to survive holidays, but I the darkness. The I hate so like Halloween, cold. yes. Thanksgiving, yes. yes. Christmas, yes. yes. New Year's, yes. yes. And then like, eh. President's Day. Uh, uh. Whatever. <laughs> ah. No, I hate being cold, and I am going to figure out in my lifetime how to live someplace where I don't have to be cold anymore. You could just snowbird. I could, and I think that's probably what I'm going to do. I just need to find out the other half of my snowbirding, because this place here in the summer and... Late spring, summer, and early fall is great. It sucks in the winter. It's cold. Mm. It's wet. It's fine. It's just disgusting. I like it. Anyway, um, coming up in December, just so everybody's well aware, we have our last score presentation. And this one is selling techniques. And it's not just selling merchandise. It's how to sell yourself and sell your business. So it's a really good program, and Bill Rutledge does that one. We're also having a hands-on history Oh, that's December Thing, 2nd. December 2nd. Correct. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. And that's going to be a partnership with all kinds of different organizations in, in Cowlitz County. And it's all about identifying history and looking at old pictures and helping the library figure out exactly what those pictures are. Yeah, <laughs> like who's in, in them? them, what are they pictures of? Yeah. So it's an invitation to the entire community to come out and enjoy some time and spend time talking about Longview history. Yeah, and kind of learn about the collection of stuff that we have at the library too. Absolutely, yeah. And the 
there's a lot actually coming up that's going to feature history. And mm -hmm. at the beginning of the year, we've got our 19th Amendment celebration ideas coming. And, mm -hmm. and next year is the Mount St. Helens anniversary. Yeah. So there's all kinds of historical events. Yeah. We have some big anniversaries coming up that we're going to be celebrating. Absolutely. Then, Just like we're celebrating the 150th anniversary of the publication of Little Women. Exactly. And speaking, that was a great segue for me Thanks. because that exact same day <laughs> is also the um, senior concert. Senior concert. Um, the uh, Friends of the Library put on their annual senior concert um, featuring the local high school choirs. And that is going to be Little Women Day, mm -hmm. um, which is December 10th from 2 to 4 p.m. Yeah. See, how can you be bummed about like... Fall and winter when we have so much cool stuff happening at the library. If it's dark and cold, I can be bummed about <laughs> anything. Well, hopefully it won't still be cold at the library Ugh. by then. Okay. Yeah, I am um, looking forward to my vacation so much that I cannot stand it. Elizabeth's going to Panama in January. Yoo-hoo! It'll be warm there. It'll be so <laughs> nice. I can't wait. Uh, um, last time Elizabeth was here... We, like it does seem like a long time ago. We talked in depth about our Pet Cemetery reread and our installment number one. Yeah, and our viewing of um, the new the new 2019 Pet Cemetery film. Correct. And we hated it. Hated it. But um, we was this last week? No, it was like before. I don't know. I got it Time is a blur. Time is kind of irrelevant right now. But not sometime between be. then and, and now, we got together and watched the 1988-89 film, Pet Cemetery, And that one was written by Stephen King. So he wrote the screenplay and for that one. And he was in it. And he was in it. Mm -hmm. He camped it up. He so did. Um, <laughs> I don't know who wrote the new movie. But it was somebody else. <laughs> it wasn't me. That's not what no, I was No, that was crap. You wouldn't write crap. No, I wouldn't. I would write a really good movie, you guys. Yeah. The old movie. I'd never seen it before. You had. I had. But mm -hmm. it had been many, many years. <laughs> many years ago. Um, my impressions were it follows the book fairly closely. I think even if they had remade the movie if they wanted to remake it with that same screenplay, it could have been like a pretty good remake. Jeff Bueller wrote the new one. Jeff, you blew it, man. Totally. You blew, blew it, buddy. Mm -hmm. I agree. Because the thing that I thought was like kind of dated and cheesy about the older movie was like that a it lot was of, dated and cheesy. Was that it was dated and cheesy. Like I don't mind cheesiness. Like <laughs> cheesiosity. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. But like there was like kind of some camera angles that are just like really dated. People don't use them anymore. Like looking up at the characters <laughs> as they're having conversation. Like if I was filming it from my height. Uh -huh. Like <laughs> a Becky, a Becky version. Yeah. I'm like, why are they filming it like this? That used to be a thing that like people did though. Right. And um, so that was one of the things. And of course, like the special effects aren't great. No. But it, what it meant was that they didn't lean on special effects. No. Um, which was fine. Now, remember in the last one, I was very disappointed that the relationship was not established mm -hmm. between the two main male characters. And that's kind of what drove the whole thing the relationship was stronger in this first one it was still not as strong as it the book. still could have been better yeah but it was at least there which right. it wasn't in the other one and there wasn't some freaky pedophile relationship mm -mm. between jeb and the judd judd it's been so long and the little girl so yeah and um it just made more sense it, well i mean if you're going to base it off of a book at least it should resemble the book yeah. And this one did quite it did, a, lot. a lot. Well, and I do think that, I mean, they, they left stuff out still yeah. that was significant. That's that why it wasn't in the movie. Not at all again. and and But they refer to her uh, differently. And it, when they did the crazy brought back to life guy, that was a little different than what really happened because that's there was the a thing whole... where the special effects are like, oh, this isn't yeah. as good as like. It was in the new movie. Right. But I also didn't want to like puke a little bit in my mouth because <laughs> the special effects aren't as good. We <laughs> were like, oh, like <laughs> cover that <laughs> b exposed brain, <laughs> please. That's funny. But there's a reason I'm not a doctor. 
<laughs> but I think um, that the relationship was was also you could see him lamenting all of his getting them involved in this whole thing, mm-hmm. and you could actually you understood where it was coming from instead of it being just a a line from right. his dialogue. So, yeah, I mean they built it up, and then they did bring up the dog, and they had pictures, flashbacks of the mom, yeah. and. and um, I think that one of the things that we didn't like a lot, besides the story being completely changed and turned around, but during the killing scenes, I think that having, obviously, Gage be the dead kid, mm-hmm. they did follow the killing scenes very closely. Yeah, yeah that was... Yeah, the thing... It, it, was a, the, it was a little bit creepy, though, to see that little tiny kid. Yeah. That was gross. It kind of It's not as, like graphic as a new one no no not as graphic. it's like a lot of like and like cuts cutaways yeah. well and then when they had him do his little pouty lip because his dad stabbed him in the neck with morphine oh. <laughs> that was so sad i feel bad that your dad stabbed your dead zombie neck with morphine. yeah i mean you're not Aww. supposed to feel good about Come it here, buddy um <laughs> well, anyway but i think like a couple of things like if i was gonna look at this movie and remake it mm-hmm. that i would have changed it would have still strengthened that relationship. I also think there could have still been more suspense with um, his wife trying to get to them and like just being stopped. Yeah. Like I don't, maybe they could just do it better. They could. And there was a little bit of comic relief that shouldn't have been there with Victor, I think. Oh yeah. Victor, like he's ghosting around. I don't, know how much it was meant to be comedy right, or how much the comedy now is because the special effects are not good yeah. Yeah. but it was it was it seemed as though but he was like really trying to help him it seemed like i guess he's really trying to help them in the old movie like he's trying to help her like get there and then he's too late and that's i guess i would have preferred more instead of that like there being a sinister nest the went to go but you don't see him and we don't need to mm. of trying to like keep them back more so it seems like if you do have all the supernatural help there's no reason why they couldn't get there right um but they don't right um so that's what i think also like i remarked to you because probably i don't know i'm not like a person who knows very much about film equipment but i assume because of like the technology that existed at the time they couldn't make they couldn't just shoot movies in a closet like they do now and so like the scene where where lewis like wakes up in the middle of the night and like walks out to the pet cemetery it's like it looks like it's the middle of the day it's like that's right because everything was bright (laughs) yes yeah we were commenting (laughs) well we commented that we needed to switch the movies because we watched this one at my house right where it's darker in your house house. yeah exactly we should have switched the two Uh Maybe we should do that again. Maybe it'll be a whole new experience. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I don't, I, I don't want to watch I don't that. I think I want to watch that movie ever again. again. <laughs> well, I do think too that I was pleased. I mean, obviously, if you want it to be like the book, it's nice that it was more like the book than mm-hmm. the second one was. But the um, the very end scene. Oh, and you mentioned this while we were watching it too. That the, the very end scene, because in the book, it just ends with her saying "Hello, darling," mm-hmm. and then. You don't have, you don't know anything else that happened, yeah. but in the movie. It takes it just like a beat further. It does, and she grabs a knife, and you hear struggling and Right, screaming. like they kiss, and uh-huh. then she was, she's But the grossest embracing. part of that whole movie is that kiss at the end where she has liquid streaming out of her eyeball <laughs> socket, and he's licking it up with his big kisses. Ew. Oh, it was so disgusting. <laughs> and then the credits roll. It's like, yeah, the knife goes up and you actually know he's being stabbed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I didn't need that. No. Yeah. And it made it, you're right. No, that that's the kind of thing where it's like makes it campy right. rather than just like scary. Exactly. Exactly. And, and then, just, I mean, obviously having Stephen King is the, the yeah. preacher man doing the funeral. And he does a funeral. That was a whole thing that was added. The funeral? Yeah, yeah, because like in the book, that funeral is about Judd's wife and right. she dies. Oh, and yeah. in the movie, they make it so their cleaning lady commits suicide, suicide and right. they go to her funeral, right. which is like a weird. Well, and then the other thing. Because about it makes it like it's a definitely like a serious, more serious death because right. Judd's wife was like old right. and sick. And right. that's why she died. Well, which but is they like weren't going to include her. So they had to. Well, have they could have. 
Well, apparently. Like, it would have just been as easy to include her as it was to introduce this cleaning well, lady. Well, the, the cleaning lady was part of the story anyway. But the cleaning lady's coming to wash my sheets because that was they're full the of mud. Yeah. And I was thinking, wow, his wife stays at home and, like, as a housekeeper, like, you a actually homemaker, <laughs> but then also doesn't have to do the chores. Like, <laughs> what, a, what a good deal. <laughs> what a good deal. <laughs> I thought it was interesting because because in the book he talks about hanging out with her, the cleaning lady, babysitter lady, in one of his daydreams, and and she's married. So then in the movie she's this old, unhealthy, pain in pain lady that right. And I guess she she decides to commit suicide because she's got some sort of she's got like stomach pain. cancer exactly. or something but, but she won't go to the doctor and she's doctor. not married but she is in the book right yeah. she's just like really unhappy she's a spinster but she's not that old but she is meant to seem as though she is mm. I didn't recognize that actor I didn't recognize either of I recognize the little girl oh you did I you did. did I was actually. like oh who is that who is that little girl <laughs> right. she played Lenny on Ghost Rider <laughs> And then I didn't know what she was talking about because I thought she was talking about the Nicholas Cage no, Ghost Writer. Writer. W R I T E R, which was a PBS television show <laughs> After that was like program. my favorite show when I was a kid. And it was about this group of friends who meet a friendly ghost who helps them solve <laughs> mysteries and they communicate to him through writing. Right. So he can take like letters from anywhere from like paper or like the computer or whatever they just type back and forth and he can like rearrange them in the sky uh-huh. so that they are always like communicating with him and he can help them communicate with each other uh-huh. so um they always have these pens they keep on like necklaces uh-huh. with them everywhere uh-huh. so that they can communicate with ghostwriter <laughs> like no matter where they are okay and i definitely Got one of those pens because I love the show so much. And me and my friend Krista used to like race home after school so we could watch Ghost Rider. Ah. We loved it so much. And one of Samuel L. Jackson's very early acting roles was as Jamal's dad in like the first two episodes of Ghost Rider. So re-watching it as an adult, you're like, hey, like that's so-and-so. But it was like, uh, it really holds up. And I think... I saw something like there, it used to be on YouTube, but I think it's on some streaming platform now. I don't know. Apple having is opening a new streaming platform. They might have got it. Something like oh, that. Okay. There, everyone's getting into the streaming game now. Mm-hmm. Her character on Ghost Rider, she was like the cool girl, and she like was a rapper, and she like played music, and her dad was like a single dad, and he was a musician, and they would just always like make music together. <laughs> I mean, it seemed cool to me as a kid. I was like, yeah, yeah she's so cool. I just really recommend that show. So are you planning on watching any other scary movies this scary movie season? I don't know. Have you seen any good ones come up? Um, Not lately, but like the discussion last time, I think I'm going to watch Urban Legend. Really? Yeah, I have to. It's not available on any streaming platform or from, I mean, like, you know, mm-hmm. that I already pay for <laughs> or through the library. So um, I'm going to have to buy it on like YouTube or Voodoo or something. Pay a couple bu- bucks to watch it. So <laughs> I hope it holds up. <laughs> I don't remember a ton about it from when I was in middle school. Um, and then we're going to be watching Hocus Pocus for Teen Night in a couple weeks. You sounded like you are a parcel tongue there for a second. Um, maybe I am. Harry! That's scary, right there. <laughs> uh, did you find what you're looking for? I didn't. I did see that Missy lives during the book, but dies in that movie. But that's all I could find. Mm. I couldn't find any nitty gritty right. details. But I do say that the first movie was better than the second one. Yeah, I mean, just in general for watching a movie, mm-hmm. I feel like. Now, granted, there were some scenes that we couldn't see at all because of the nature of the lighting. Yeah. Which maybe might make mm. it better if you saw it again, but I can't imagine how it would make right. it. <laughs> and I also wouldn't call, like, you know, I had an enjoyable experience watching the old Pet Cemetery. Right. But I also wouldn't say it's like a good movie. No, 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 <laughs> no. Don't get me wrong. I'm but not saying it's an excellent movie. I'm just saying it was a movie. better yeah. experience it watching is. it mm-hmm. than watching that second one. That. That second movie was just 
they tried so hard for it to be a scary movie and not be the scary suspenseful thing it mm-hmm. could have been. Yeah. And it should have been. So I'm ready for another remake. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Hey, let's do it claymation. Huh. Could you imagine? <laughs> I don't think that could be scary. <laughs> What's the last claymation movie you saw? Oh, California Reasons. <laughs> so when I was a kid, they did California Reasons like in Portland. I have no idea. I feel like somebody like my parents' friend or friend of a friend worked for California Reasons. Like, and we went to like the studio and they had like the little <laughs> California Reasons. <laughs> Call in mom or dad. Let us know where Becky has this memory of the California Raisins. Right. This isn't a live broadcast, but you can feel she needs you to call her right now. Um, <laughs> if you should call them. You should call them right now and ask them. Uh, hey, did I see <laughs> the California Raisins when I was a kid? Because I'm pretty sure I did. So we're talking about our short story books, and I'll get to there like a little bit in a second. But there is a short story in this collection where it's, I haven't finished. That's the one I like fell asleep pretty last night. Everybody wears like a recording device their entire lives. Oh. So that's something that like you could do right. is like do a search and find that memory and see if it's real. Yeah. 1987 is when the um, California Raisins had their big hit. I uh, heard it through the grapevine. Yeah. Classic. Classic. <laughs> so where was the California Raisins studio? Oh, yeah. Dude, I just turned it off. Sorry. Never mind. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents are gonna just gonna, not going to call any second My now. phone's way over there. Oh my God. <laughs> they on, won't. Hold on. Let me. Okay. I'll text them and we'll see if they get me get back to me by the end of this. <laughs> Don't oh, I could actually head. have extended this cord quite a bit so you could reach that better. No, no. Let me struggle. I, I prefer it that way. That's better. Okay, so I've sent that text. I'll All let right. you know if I get an answer before we're done here. So have you done anything cool since the last time I saw you? Because it's been like, well, I see you every day. <laughs> since the last time we talked yeah, about it? Yeah. Um, we were, we did have plans to go do something this weekend, but I yeah, you bailed. Because I, seriously, I have issues with cold. I hate it so much. And it was rainy and dark Yeah, we were going to go apple picking, but we didn't. <laughs> so I had to go buy apples at the grocery store. <laughs> like a sucker. <laughs> Oh, I hope you wash them. <laughs> yeah, that was, I had one today with Bree for lunch, and it was oh, amazing. That's right. so, yeah. Is um, that your parents? Yeah. <laughs> did I get honey crisp? No, I think I got like a Fuji. Oh. Mom says yes. I we did go to the California Racing Studio when I was a kid. Yay! Good job, mom. So definitely went there. So what did I do? I um, my dad brought his truck over, and we took. I got a new bed, <laughs> listeners. Yep. It's a queen-size bed, and I had a full before, so now me and my two dogs can fit all comfortably on the same bed, which has been really nice. So I took my old um, saggy mattress and box spring that page when she was a puppy. I had, like, would she crawl under the bed and then tear oh, away no. the bottom of the box spring? Right. So I took those to the dump. It was, like, the last weekend of dump coupons for the city, <laughs> so, like, the line was very long. But it was so, like, everyone at the dump is so nice. Yeah, they They're are. so, like, patient. I mean, they do this all day long. Yeah, so, but yeah. not, like, the people who work there are really yeah. nice. But also everyone who's there to dump oh, right. their dumps. Right. They were all, like, super patient and, oh, everyone's together. Like, community <laughs> dumping their garbage <laughs> at the dump. <laughs> anyway, so we did that on Sunday, and then my book club met. Oh, right. We talked about, we read Just Mercy. Okay. Um, we read the young adult version. Oh, have you okay. read that book? No, but I have that one on my list to read. It's, so should I read the young adult version? Um, I don't know. Well, it's shorter. I like so shorter. So there's that. I know that. Um, I really felt that it was like a complete read. Really? Okay. Um, I had read on Goodreads. There was someone who, who said like, I read both. And these are the differences between them. And I think they changed some things. So like some of like the descriptions of stuff weren't as graphic. Mm-hmm. I know they totally eliminated the use of the N word for the young adult version, oh. which is something when I read that they had done that, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Uh-huh. But I didn't notice when I was reading that it was missing, that it was missing. Gotcha. Like it still comes across, you know, that these people are racist and there's like racial injustice happening that's leading to all these problems in the justice system so so it's about brian stevenson wrote it and he is an attorney and he runs like a nonprofit organization in alabama where they work to equal justice initiative yeah they work to get people off of 
death row. Mm -hmm. That's like their first thing. The main story in this book is about, I think his name is Walter, who was um, convicted of a murder that he like couldn't have possibly committed and then um, placed on death row even before his trial and spent and was convicted and spent seven years there before they were able to get it overturned Mm -hmm. and it's just like a really like intense frustrating story I read the book all like in one sitting in one night because I was like if Walter doesn't get out of jail I'm gonna hate this book there's still stuff at the end where you're like ugh, like it's it really and it really makes you think about like what you could do to make because this is like a true story and this is something that happens like Mm -hmm. to people in the United States and it really makes you think I think about the death penalty a lot and just about how the justice system works so uh, the other part of the book that he talks about but not as much as he focuses on this one case is like youth incarceration and Mm. I wonder how much like that was more like left in the book than other stuff that was taken out of the book because it's the young adult version right so he was the lawyer who took these cases to the supreme court that made the supreme court rule that a life sentence for a minor was unconstitutional um, which was only I don't feel like that was 2012 it wasn't that long ago and kind of tells these stories and other stories about people who end up in prison for just like no reason or it's or it's completely skewed right Right. Mm -hmm. or they get these huge sentences for something something that doesn't warrant that doesn't warrant Mm -hmm. them yeah so it's a really powerful book okay i just put it on hold um There is a movie coming out in January based Mm -hmm. off of the book. Oh, okay. Um, So Brian Stevenson started his career in the 80s. So, I I mean, he just, of course, he, I'm like, the biggest takeaway for me from this book was like, this guy's a saint. Mm -hmm. Like, he's faced like years, like decades of like bomb threats and death threats and stuff. He basically seems like when he takes on these clients, when they're like on death row, he's their attorney, like for the rest of their lives. Right. Um, and it's just really amazing. That is amazing. So um, the movie is uh, Michael B. Jordan plays him okay. in the movie as like a young lawyer. And um, Jimmy Fox is playing oh. the incarcerated guy. So I really recommend that. It's a heavy read. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine that would be lighthearted. No. Any, any and it way. was like at my book club, it was, you know, someone was like, can we read something like... A little bit lighter for next month, please. <laughs> so we're going to read a book about teenage witches. Yeah, but there you go. <laughs> that was a good book. That was a good book club meeting. And then Monday, I took the dogs up to the woods and we went and picked mushrooms. Very fun. I um, am the only person in my house who likes mushrooms. Aww. Mm-hmm. So when you cook mushrooms to eat them, I will eat them with you. Okay. Depending on what the weather's like, I might go up on Sunday. There's so many this oh, yeah. year. It's just like like you trip over them. You really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. I um, am always fearful that uh, if I ever picked mushrooms, I would pick the wrong kind. There is definitely like spend the weekend very high or die. Um, those are my two choices. <laughs> so I pick like chanterelles, and I'm like right. really confident that I know what those ones are. I wouldn't. They just and there's other ones gold. where you're like, oh, like lobster mushrooms, and they're like bright orange, mm-hmm. like they're cool and they're mm-hmm. big and mm-hmm. stuff. And like I took a picture because it was cool, and then like when I went home, I looked it up. And I was like, oh, I could eat these. But at the same time, I'm like, Wait could I not? <laughs> it really looks like the mushroom is saying, like, I'm Don't poison. Eat me. Don't exactly. eat me. It's like all of the, the nature's warning <laughs> signs in one package. That's very cool. I have um, lots of food activities coming up next month. Matilda's uh, friend from South Korea wants us to go to a Korean restaurant for lunch mm. one of these weekends. And... There was also, I don't know if I mentioned it. Oh, I haven't. No, I didn't mention it because a woman at the library who is of South Korean descent, I was talking to her about how Matilda wants to go to South Korea and how I love the super spicy tofu soup that they make. And so she had us over to her house to learn how to make the soup. Yeah. So we made the soup and now she wants us to go with her to uh, Lakewood to go to the Korean shops there so she can show us what to buy. Yeah. So so my weekends are booked this So does she like have like friends and family there that she she can like connect Matilda to when she goes over? She does. And um, she does. But the funny thing is, is that she has lived in the United States for the last 50 years. And so um, she does kind of a half 
English, half Korean when they're together mm-hmm. with their friends because they're all so familiar with with English now that right. it's it's more their daily yeah. language. Kerenglish, Kerenglish, exactly. Yeah, but it was amazing because. Matilda is learning how to write, read and write mm-hmm. as well. And so she, we wrote her a thank you card. Obviously, my portion was in English. Yeah. <laughs> but Matilda wrote hers in Korean. Cool. And so she was so excited Aww. to get that written in Korean. It was pretty awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah so, but I think that uh, some mushrooms in my spicy Korean soup would be excellent. All right. Yeah. See what I can get you. Sweet. But you just want the mushrooms that I know are Okay. I prefer that. that I, I mean, like, mm, you know, if, if they are psychedelic mushrooms. I don't know anything about psychedelic mushrooms. As opposed to I will kill you mushrooms, I'll go with those too. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't give me any I will kill you mushrooms. You know, there's like so many different kinds of mushrooms up there and I took a bunch of pictures because they're cool looking. I don't think we've got a lot that will kill you. I have no idea. We got stuff that's like gross but edible and stuff that'll make you sick. I wouldn't know the difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would definitely be one of those people that has to pick them all. And then bring them all back. Right. And it then just, I'd have to look at every one uh-huh. of them. And then I'd have to find six pictures <laughs> to verify. And then I'd be like, I don't think. And then I'd throw it away. Yeah. Because I Yeah. Don't well, like, the one I first learned, too, is definitely, like, another human being taught, you. taught me. Like, that one makes you trust. me more, another human more comfortable. Being you but trust. it makes me think of, like, when we were in Alaska. <laughs> and I was just, like, eating the exactly. berries. And you're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty sure these are fine. <laughs> they were. They turned out to be just fine. But <laughs> it turned out I did know what I was doing. <laughs> I did not partake. I pretty. I feel pretty <laughs> confident about my ability to like. Not die. Yeah. To forage <laughs> and just to not eat it if I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I wasn't sure, so I didn't eat it. <sighs> so are we going to do our books now? I, yeah. You know, I remember talking about this because I think mine's just a recap. And I think that it's pretty significant that, you know, if you read them in Spanish or if you read them in English, it's got a different flavor one way or the other. Right. She doesn't have like a different translator no she does have a different translator she does she does yeah so what book are we talking about we're talking about the stories of (laughs) ava luna it is isabel allende so if you have read any of isabel allende's books in the past it's it's great because it's got a lot of it's that feeling that she has in her books um that are um so actually i've culturally significant don't think i've actually read anything of hers before really but she writes like magical realism yeah well in this book of short stories there was magical realism but there was also a lot of um women power mm-hmm. um and it kind of um i like women power it was it was really a good it, there were a lot of really good stories in here and then there were some that were like well that's you know when you take in the historical perspective that this is where this this culture came from or this is kind of inherent in this culture of machisto behavior mm-hmm. and in some of the stories you see there's a huge battle between what she is as a person and what the culture she lives in is and and she butts heads with it constantly yeah. and it's it's really good so one of the biggest stories that she has written is the house of the spirits right so and that one was amazing i don't know did you read that one Mm-mm. that was a really good story but it was also one of those things that you had to have some perspective on Argentine culture mm-hmm. to understand several generations living together in this entity. We read, and then I was like, oh, did we already talk about this? And I just totally forgot. But I think when we talked about um, like the translated books that we read, and that might have even been last year, but we had read that collection, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Things We Lost in the Fire. Yeah, that, that's the one that you talked about. Yeah, and then you read it too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the stories were good, great, wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then you had some that were just like, yeah, well, I'll get through this. Yeah. Just like yeah. Make, fill it in. Make yeah. a book. Letters of Betrayed Love, that one was really good. I like her writing. Mm-hmm. I like what she writes. And I like some of the, you know, and it's kind of funny because she she travels, historically, she travels up and down the timeline. How many stories are in that collection about you? How many stories are in this book? Yeah. 21 or 22. Oh, that's a lot. That's mm-hmm. a long collection. Yeah, and some of them are very long and some of them are mm-hmm. very short. But, th- you know, there was one in here that was about um, a husband and wife and the husband is a doctor and the wife gets sick and, and he promises to kill her, you know, mercifully and, and then he's going to take his own life and, and she shows up, at, you know, the young person who is their caretaker friend mm-hmm. shows up and and uh, can't find their, finds the wife dead and the, the old 
guy is sitting there and he can't bring himself to kill himself. So you're left with this. Please do this for me. And then the story ends. And oh, you're just like, whoa. <laughs> so that was pretty good. That was one of my favorite stories yeah. in that book. I think you should read the book, these books that I'm going to be talking about. Okay. <laughs> you should just read all the books that I read. You say that about every book you read. Um, so No, that's not that's true. That's not true. You do tell me. Remember I last time I said, them. you shouldn't read this book, you won't like it. <laughs> Uh, but I think you That's would like, more like what you say. Yeah, definitely don't recommend it for you. <laughs> yeah, for you, no. It's a so no. the book that I haven't finished this one yet, so I'm like mm, two thirds of the way through, mm-hmm. is Exhalation okay. by Ted Chiang. Okay. And he wrote um, Stories of Your Life and Others, which I have also read this year. I read that one in January. And Stories of Your Life is the story that the movie Arrival was based off of. Okay. Did you see Arrival? Don't say it like that. Arrival, <laughs> I'm going to say... Let's just pr- put everything back into perspective. How many movies have I seen this year? You would really like Arrival, and wow. you should watch it. Oh, my. It's probably one of the best movies I've seen in the last <laughs> several years. Wow, okay. And it's good on, like, a literary level. Wow. Like, it works. It's so cool. Like, okay. it's so good. Okay. And they didn't win... Like a best adapted screenplay Oscar, okay. and I don't remember who won, but in my opinion, totally robbed. Um, so I read that story collection because I liked the movie Arrival. Okay. And then when I read Stories of Your Life, I was like, if I was a person who wrote movies, which apparently I think about all of the time, right? I wouldn't have read this story and wow. thought of this oh. movie. Wow. Oh, I do recognize because it's the so cover. high concept, mm-hmm. but it's like a first contact. Story. So Amy Adams' character is a linguist, and she is contacted by the federal government to come to this site where these aliens have arrived because they're trying to communicate with them, and they do not know how. Well, first they're like, here's some stuff we recorded. Why don't you tell us what it means? And she's like, well, that's not how it works. So she goes there and learns their language, and... All this other stuff happens, and you just have to watch it because it's so good. All right. I will watch it. So he writes science fiction short stories. Okay. The stories I've read here in his new collection are um, on a really similar vein, and I can kind of see he has these same kind of themes that he writes about. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like the cyclical nature of time is one of them, and he's like interested in AI and um, language and a lot of his stories have like a religious bent to them which uh-huh. is interesting so the first story story in that other collection he wrote i don't remember what it's called but it's probably my favorite one in that book um maybe it's just called tower of babel because that's what it's about so it's about this man who's going to work on the tower of babel and he is climbing up it and it takes months and months for them to like reach the top um, and like kind of how the story is going. He's meeting these people that live on different levels and there's people who have lived on the, these certain levels of the Tower of Babylon. They've never been on the ground before because it can take like years to get down there. Wow. So they like live and die on these portions of the tower because okay. they're building it, you know, to the heavens. Okay. And when he gets to the top, they are like, they've hit something that they're trying to keep like building through and they, I mean, like spoilers for this story, but they hit it, stuff falls down and kind of blocks their exit so they can't leave. And then they hit something and like water rushes through. So they have to swim out. And when he swims out to the top, he comes out and he's back on Earth again. Stop it. So it's like really cool stuff. That is cool. And then the first um, story in this collection is called The Merchant and the Alchemist's Gate. And it's told as like a man telling the story to the king of this stuff that happened. And it's got like several stories Uh in the story. But he lives in Baghdad and this new merchant has opened this shop and he goes in there to see him and he um is an alchemist and he builds time machines basically like doorways that you can go in one direction and you're like 20 years in the future and go in the other direction and you're like in the past um so he tells these two stories to him about people who've done this to kind of like demonstrate how it works how it's not like you can't change the past Mm -hmm. but it like you know like it's like a time travel story where you go to the past to do something only to figure out like oh i've already done this Mm -hmm. kind of thing and then he ends up traveling to do something but um the main character in that book is muslim and his religion too like informs the story okay it is like a cool to me like really cool and interesting like merging of kind of religious mythology and religious ideas with like science fiction and i just really like it a lot Mm. 
That sounds very cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I did, as, so everybody knows, I just put Arrival on hold. So <laughs> definitely, I will watch it. So as an update, just so you know, Lydia had two quizzes today at the big <laughs> school, and she just sent me a text saying that both of her quizzes are done, and she did just fine on both of them. That's fantastic. So I'm texting her and saying, good job. Tell her at Becky I, says. I actually said food job. Well, let me know what's on <laughs> so your mind. I am sending it again. Um, and this author, Ted, is from New York, but he lives here in Washington State now. So I was just saying before we started that we should have him come to the library. That would be cool. You know, that would be cool. It would be awesome. Yeah. You know what's also really cool about this book, let me no. tell you. Tell me. Is that at the end, there's a section called Story Notes. Uh-huh. And they're all, like, really short. But for every story, he has, like, a little, like, this is what I was thinking about when I wrote this story or whatever. So you can read your story and be like, oh, I see, see. Oh, that's what you were thinking. Yeah. Instead of you sitting there going, what the heck yeah. were you thinking? Um, so far, then there's not very many stories in this one. There's like three. Lydia's going to be on the lookout seven. for her, the podcast that has mention of her passing her quizzes. <laughs> there's only nine stories in here. Like, wow. I was telling so you, they're the, really thick. Some of them are just really long. Mm-hmm. So, like this one, the life cycle of software objects is over 100 pages or 100 pages, I think. It's like a novella. Yeah, that's not a short story. But, like, this one was only, like, four pages. That's a short story. But it was really (laughs) good. So this one is about this woman who gets a job in a company. Like, she had worked in a zoo, and the zoo had closed. And so she goes back to school, and she studies, like, I don't know, computer engineering or something. And she gets this job. This company that hired, they're building. People spend an extremely huge chunk of their lives in, like, virtual worlds. Mm -hmm. Data Earth is, like, the big one at the beginning. And so this company is, like, developing these little Tamagotchi-type pets, but, like, that you raise yourself and they develop their own, like, personalities and stuff. And so she's hired by this company to kind of help develop them and, like, raise them because then they, like, copy them and sell them to people. And it goes through, like, so it's, like, she works on them and they're released and they're really popular at first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like they can learn and and grow. And so she gets really attached to a few of them. And then they kind of like fall out of popularity and the company can't like keep up. So they go out of business. So she has to like adopt them. And there's like the small community of people who still are raising their, I forget what they're called, animals. And, um, but they can talk to them and stuff. They're like toddlers. Okay. And then all like all these problems come up, like stuff gets hacked and so people can like copy and then like abuse them and that's like an issue that comes up and then eventually the digital world that they were created for becomes obsolete. Oh. But because there's no company anymore that had created these, they can't just port them into the new world right. that everyone is interested in. So they're, so they're just abandoned? Yeah, but sh- they're not like her and the little small community of people who still are raising theirs uh-huh. won't abandon them but it's like how could we make money enough to get them over so they can mm-hmm continue living their lives because by this time they're like teenagers right so it's it was interesting that is yeah weird it is but then you're like "Hmm, i don't know really makes you think well i did like my stories very much and and it has been a long time since i read them so i'm not as clear on what the stories were there were some of them that were extremely strong very moving and so i would say if you have a chance to read them read them and you know if you haven't read the house of the spirits which is an older book which there's a movie too that's an excellent story by isabel allende Mm -hmm. so go read them both yeah exhalation tachyang and i will um go out of my way to watch arrival Go out of your way to watch Arrival. Prior to our next It's really engagement. great. Maybe I'll re-watch Arrival. We can have movie night at my house okay. again. Yay. And you could bring mushrooms. <laughs> and we could eat them in front of others who won't eat them. Yeah. You know what I do need to... I was just thinking about mushrooms because there's mushrooms in the Tom Yum chicken soup that I adore. So I need to learn how to make Tom Yum soup to put your mushrooms mm-hmm. in. Last night I had just like I made. It was kind of like a chicken rice soup, but without the soup part. Okay. <laughs> chicken rice soup, no soup, please. Right. <laughs> chicken and rice, but okay. it was like I cooked the rice sure. in like chicken broth too, right. mm-hmm. and then I put the mushrooms in. So it was like it looked very plain, right. but it tasted very good. Yes, it sounds delicious. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what are we reading for next time? Because we're running out of things to talk about. Oh um, not. I mean, in terms of books. <laughs> I'll never run out of things to talk about. That sounded weird. <laughs> she just blew out my eardrum. <laughs> that is not my fault. We're on a different equipment today. <laughs> 
So what are we gonna what are we gonna talk about next time? So we've read what have we already talked about? We read comic book for adults. We read short stories. Animal in the title? Yeah, we did that with Josh, remember? Oh yeah. We did the turtle. Pirates book. and robots. We did that. We talked about our Nebula Award winner. Yes, we did. Did we talk about sports? Yes, we did because we had the wrestling world where I did the oh right okay. books. Amish romance. We talked about a lot. Uh-huh. We did Australia and New Zealand. We uh-huh. haven't done vampires. Yeah. <gasps> Maybe we should do vampires for next time because it's like. Yeah, but um, mine was dumb. I just read that comic book. Oh, I just. Oh, mine. I just was read Wayward Son, and that could totally yeah. count. Yours was X-rated. Well, mm. R-rated. Maybe. The weather Definitely. event in the title book we've done. Mm-hmm. What did I read? I don't remember. I did Hurricane Dancers. Um, choose your own adventure book. We talked about. Maybe we'll talk about that. Stuff. We did color in the title. Maybe we didn't talk about weather event um hometown we did that scandinavia did that college we did that a play we did that holiday we did that we haven't done self-published we did the immigrant one the domestic thriller neurodiverse we didn't have a full episode but we basically talked about that one non-english speaking country we haven't talked about well we kind of did the journalism one you still haven't read your I, well, and that book. might be the one that i don't read because and i already talked about theranos you did already talk about that I was, so I was reading Wayward Son, which is Rainbow Rowell's new book, which Mm -hmm. is going to also be my vampire book, probably. (laughs) Um, Although, uh, Renee, Renee, Adies, is her name Renee? Anyways, there's a new teen vampire book. I don't know if vampires are coming back or if this is just like an exception, but (laughs) anyway. Oh, in Wayward Son, there's one of the characters goes to this like retreat with her friend Mm -hmm. and it's like a human potential kind of like retreat where they're like you know gonna level up and all this mumbo jumbo right (laughs) it could have i kind of wanted there to be more of that in the book oh because they're like she doesn't even feel the prick but they've tested her blood um and i was like oh my gosh this is theranos (laughs) but uh it never really went there Uh, it could have gone there more in my opinion rainbow yeah we are running out of stuff to talk about hold on i'm looking at my bean stack a book of short stories check oh yeah i've already done that one though the only thing i have left to do is a silly viking comic book (laughs) viking comic book this is the thor gall child of the stars see zero out of one activity is completed Mm. didn't read the weather one well you better read your weather one because i've already read mine and so we still need to do weather, choose your own adventure, mm-hmm. we need to talk about a book recommended by a kid, and a self-published book. So um, I did Fantastic Beasts because that's what Axel gave me because he had the illustrated version at home. So I read that um. one for the recommended book by a kid. Although he did just get the 10 books from the Ranger's Apprentice series for his birthday. So he finished book one and handed it to me and said, read this. Mm-hmm. So I, I can read that one instead or okay. in addition. I read that one once. I read that one. What, you sound like I Untangled that. I had a dream once. I had a dream once. So what are we doing then? Um, we're going to we do decide? Vampire. Seriously? Okay. So I'll go get the... <laughs> Okay, I, I Maybe will. I'll read a second vampire book. I will go pull my comic book off of the shelf so I can share the risque pictures. You, you can read. There's a new Buffy the Vampire Slayer comic yeah, this year. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Sorry. Well, I was just saying. You were trying. I was just Thanks really trying. trying. I appreciate all of your help. Have you started thinking about categories for the challenge for 2020? I, no, I didn't know that that was on my list. But I, I have. Shall. I started thinking What about did it. you come up with? I don't remember. Oh. I'm going to put that remember. on my list. So we have one more this month, two more the next month, and then two more in December. And then we're done with this 2019 challenge. So we need to, maybe over the next couple of ones, we can suggest a topic on each one. How's that sound? Oh. And then we'll compile all of our suggested topics for the end of the year. Okay. All right. Neat. Listeners, if you have a topic topic that you would like to suggest, suggest it. You send Elizabeth an email. Send it to me, elizabethp at mylongview.com. All right. So you can call me, 360-442-5321. I'd love to hear from you. Call me, too. That's at my desk. That'll help me enjoy my time at work. That's great. Yeah. So um, sorry for all that nonsense. And (laughs) I had talked to you um, like last week or something about um, how I wanted to end all our podcasts on like a a nice note. Yeah. So do you have a nice note to end it on? Um. 
I'll just do a nice note. Okay, so this morning at we had preschool story time. Thursday mornings at 10.30. And our theme that we were doing today was dinosaurs, mm-hmm. which is very popular. And as we sat down to do the dinosaur theme, I was like, hey, did you know that we were doing a dinosaur theme and that's why you wore your dinosaur shirt? And then I said that to Oliver. And then I turned and I was like, this kid's wearing a dinosaur shirt. This kid's wearing a dinosaur <laughs> shirt. This one's wearing, you know. Dinosaur rain boots. Boots. One has a little stegosaurus in his hand. It was like everybody knew and they were all in the same wavelength and it was so cute. That's amazing. And it was super fun. We did a a lot of stomping and roaring. I love that part. Yeah. Yeah. Dinosaurs so. are my favorite. It was great. Mm-hmm. That's a very positive note. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So thanks for listening. This has been Your Shelf. Or mine. I'm Becky. I'm Elizabeth. Bye. Bye. Studio time for Your Shelf or Mine is donated by KLOG, Cook and Country, and 1015 The Wave. We at the Longview Public Library thank our local stations for their ongoing support. Your Shelf or Mine jingle is written and performed by Megan McKeldry from A Song for You. Find Megan on Facebook or Twitter at Meg McKeldry or online at ReverbNation.com slash Megan McKeldry. That's M-E-A-G-H-A-N-M-C-E-L-D-E-R-R-Y. ReverbNation.com slash Megan McKeldry. Speak. Hello. I was hoping you'd go woof.